there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it will be to live more simply. So thank you for joining me today. The third time hopefully is a charm on this podcast. I cannot even tell you how much trouble I have had recording this episode and getting it out there. Something went crazy with my, um, recording equipment and, uh, we're trying again on another computer, hoping this gets out there so it is a little later than usual but thank you guys for being patient and I think this message is going to be worth the wait because I really wanted to talk today about getting your spiritual house in order you know in a time when our culture is really focused right now on getting our homes in order and tidying up and decluttering um, which is great I'm all for that stuff but when we're really focused on all that stuff I say can you imagine if we focused that much on getting our spiritual houses in order so we're going to talk about that today before we start I want to thank our podcast sponsor Apologia Apologia is a Christian um, publishing company they are an amazing resource for homeschool curriculum parenting family Bible resources um, they just are such a fabulous company I encourage you to go check out Apologia at Apologia.com, especially if you're a homeschooler and you're looking for some um, stuff for next year, you're starting to look at that curriculum, go check them out. We have used Apologia for our entire homeschooling journey and have never been disappointed. I also wanted to remind you that the Simply Seeking Him journal is available on Amazon. That's a journal that we at Simply Living for Him designed for you to eliminate the fluff and the distractions in your um, Bible time and in your time with the Lord and to really focus on him and just journaling what uh, the Lord is speaking to you. So you can go check that out. You can see some samples of it on the, uh, I'll actually, I'll link it on the web um, episode page for this podcast episode on the website. And also, called home my number one homeschooling book is still available on amazon.com i forgot to remind you guys sometimes that it is also available in spanish so called home is available in spanish it also has a journal section in the back of that book i've heard from many many people who have used that book together in groups to kind of get homeschool moms together and um, do it as like a study and so there's a journal right there in the back that has questions and writing prompts and things like that. So those are available on Amazon and I would love for you to check them out. So like I said, today we're going to talk about our um, spiritual houses and getting them in order because as you all know, there is this tidying up craze going on out there. And I will say again, I've said this before, I have not seen the show and I have not read the book, so I don't have an opinion. I'm just uh, kind of making an observation on a whole of what I see out there. Not at all convicting anyone who is, you know, following the show or the book, because I'm all about tidying up and decluttering and purging. So, you know, amen to that. So I'm not, you know, at all saying that those things aren't a good thing. 
I really, whenever I'm speaking about this, I'm just referring to it as a whole. And what I see as a whole in our culture is that right now it's become a really like kind of a buzzword and a trend and a fad. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of into that little craze of tidying up and getting rid of clutter and, and asking themselves if things bring them joy. I mean, like I said, I haven't seen the show, so I don't know, maybe I'm misspeaking about this, but from what I've heard is that, you know, you ask yourself if the particular items bring you joy and if not, you are to get rid of them. The only thing that I would, um, you know, be cautious about with that is whenever we're kind of tying our physical stuff to our contentment or our joy or our satisfaction, we want to be careful about that because really there still is no joy in things. Yes, of course, you know, there are things in my life that bring me happiness. Oh, yes, definitely. You know, there are things that I would say are um, definitely things that bring me happiness and joy. But what I'm talking about is we don't ever want to tie stuff to our deep desire and our deep satisfaction, our deep contentment and our deep joy, because our truly only lasting joy comes from Jesus. So we don't want to, we want to be careful, you know, to tie in our emotions and our um, satisfaction to things. However, that is not to say that, you know, there are not material things in my life that bring me happiness. Of course they do. And so when we look at things, though, through the lens of God, if we are truly seeking him first, and we are truly seeking after the things of God first, and we are truly seeking after our relationship with him above all else, then those things kind of fill in the rest, right? You're filtering everything you do through your relationship with the Lord. So you can look at the stuff you have as how does this help me, you know, further the kingdom? And how does this help me um, uh, live out my purpose here on earth, live out my purpose for God. And basically all of us have the same purpose here on earth is to glorify him in all we do. How we go about that in our circumstances are quite different for everybody, but in the end, that is all of our main purpose. So I want to ask you, can you imagine if we spent the same amount of time, you know, like I said, working on organizing and decluttering and tidying up our spiritual house as much as we do our physical house. You know, I, I posted yesterday a picture on um, Instagram that said, in, you know, I'm afraid in this information age, we are coming away, you know, being pulled away from the only really one real truth that's out there, the Bible. And, you know, all of these things nowadays, there's so much information, so many ways of doing things, so much, you know, just um, stuff that we are getting pulled away from the one and only truth. Like, if we just could step back and get in our word every day and make that our priority rather than going on Facebook and seeing what everybody else is doing and reading about how everybody else is organizing their homes or reading about how everybody else is doing things. If we were to spend that simple time with the Lord, I, we could change the world. I mean, really, right now, the world is, I feel completely upside down. There have been nights lately I will be quite honest with you. I went to bed in tears one night, just sad over the state of our culture. I feel like things are moving so fast. Things are changing so fast and not necessarily for the good. And believe me, you know, I know that it's been 
if you look back in history, there's always been times where people feel like this is the worst it's been. I get that, you know, other generations have probably felt the same. But right now, I feel like in our generation, this is our time where I'm looking at the culture and I'm like, what on earth am I leaving for my children to live in this culture that is completely upside down with no right and wrong? And it gets feels like it gets crazier every day and people are becoming more self-centered and people are becoming more um, against each other. And so couldn't we just change the culture if we did these spiritual cleanings in our own home? If we could focus on the inside more than we do the outside, because right now in our culture, we focus very much on the outside. And so, you know, believe me, I am not saying we shouldn't clean our homes and have um, times of tidying up and all that. I'm always talking as an overall picture. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a tidy home. We shouldn't declutter and all that stuff. But do you know what I mean when I say that it becomes like the thing that like everybody's focusing on and everybody's like, this is the thing that is finally going to get my life in order. No, the thing that's finally going to get your life in order is to give your life to Jesus and completely surrender it. The thing that is going to finally get your life in order is to just live for him. Read his word. That is your manual to get your life in order, right? These things, they provide for us this false sense of security, this false sense of control, this false sense that like we have finally gotten it together. We don't, we never will get it together here on earth because we're not in heaven. But do all of those things help us to live our best life? Of course, they help us to be more organized and help us to be, um, you know, not focusing on stuff so much. But we need to be very careful that we are not spending more time on the physical than we are on the spiritual. I mean, I talk about this all the time, like, you know, ever since the advent of HGTV and all those kinds of you know, network shows revolving around decorating our homes. We as a society, I'm not pointing anyone out. If this is you, believe me, I am not over here to condemn. I'm just making observations as a whole. But we as a society will spend, you know, hours and hours creating the perfect room, the perfect kitchen, the perfect dining room, whatever it is, the perfect bedroom. And we will spend hours and hours planning it, shopping for it, looking for it, picking out the perfect paint color, Believe me, I've been there. I have been there. My early years of marriage, I've talked about this before. I was so focused on how things looked and and I wanted how everything, you know, looked like we were had it all together. <laughs> you know, and I wanted the home that looked just so. And, you know, we're focusing on the wrong things. And I was definitely focusing on the wrong things back then. I mean, if I think about the amount of time and energy that I would put into that, you know, mental energy and the time and probably finances that we did not have as a newly married couple. Also, I had the illusion of having this beautiful home. Um, <clears throat> you know, imagine we spent all that time and energy and effort in our time with the Lord, you know, God cares more about what goes on in your home and in the four walls of a room than what color you choose to paint those walls. God cares more about what goes on around your dining room table than that you have that perfect farmhouse table or whatever it is. Do you know what I'm saying? I am not saying, and I have to repeat this over and over because I will get, you know, emails and comments that say, blah, 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 but you know, I enjoy those things. So I have to repeat this over and over. I am not saying it's not okay to have a pretty house, to have nice paint colors and to have a nice 
farmhouse table. In fact, we have a farmhouse kitchen table, right? I'm not saying that. I'm saying when we put all our time and energy and effort, which I am admitting that I have done that in the past, into, you know, how things look and spending a lot of time, you know, whether it's catalogs, shopping, um, you know, comparing different uh, internet resources and websites about buying things and, and looking at Instagram and looking at Pinterest and looking at all those things, when we could be using that time to really get our spiritual houses in order, because without our spiritual houses in order, what good is it to have a physical house in order? You can have the most perfect home in the world, but if you're not in order with God and in your spiritual house, and you're not living, you know, um, seeking him first, what good is it? You know, I wrote about this once where I said you can be a minimalist or you can be a hoarder and still end up empty because I am not a minimalist by any means and I'm definitely not a hoarder. But I would say that, you know, you can open my pantry closet right now and it is not all neat and clean. Um, It is a wreck. And you could open my garage right now and you'll say, what on earth? Because it's a disaster, right? So, I work towards having less clutter because I really do feel that it brings me more joy to have less so that I basically, you know, I'm lazy. So I have less to focus on and clean (laughs) and to organize. It's like, I just want to have less. So I have less to take care of. Um, There's not really some big philosophical thing behind it. But I truly do believe when we have less stuff, like I always say, the remedy for clutter and chaos is Jesus. The The more we desire him, the less we kind of naturally need to bring into our home to kind of bring us that little false sense of joy, right? We, we know that we have Jesus and everything else flows out from there, you know? So I went from needing to have like a home that looked perfect to wanting to have a home now that people see Jesus in. So I would rather people come to my house and not even recognize my decor because basically I don't really have any fancy decor, but recognize, not recognize that, but recognize how they felt in my home. But I would say that you don't, you know, being a minimalist or being a hoarder, it's really not about that because I remember years ago, we watched this documentary about minimalism and I was all for it. I was like, oh, this is great. And as we were watching it, I was like, hey man, I love this. These people are talking about, you know, getting rid of stuff and how it weighs us down and how it distracts us from our, you know, true life. And, and we don't need to have all that stuff and the amount of money we spend on it and time, just like all the things I say. However, Once I was really into this documentary, I realized that the people that were doing this show were not Christians. And so as the show went on, I realized this is all fabulous like ideas and I'm all on board with this. But at the end, I looked at Steve and I said, "Mm, you know what? They're still empty. Yeah, they they're minimalists and they they're talking about how they have found like this true happiness. But they're still empty. They, I still felt empty watching that show. I said, because you can do all these things. If you don't have Jesus, it really doesn't matter. And same goes for the, you know, other end of the spectrum with somebody who might be a hoarder and can't get rid of things and is constantly bringing more things in the home. You can have all the stuff in the world and you'll still be quite empty because you don't have Jesus. So number one, we need to start focusing on, especially in our culture, we need to stop focusing on HGTV and Instagram and Pinterest and start focusing on our Bibles. These are, this is the thing that is going to last us for eternity. Not how everything looks, not having the neatest and tidiest house in the world. Again, believe me, I'm all about order 
and I'm all about keeping things, you know, clutter free. But let's not make it our idol, right? Let's not make it like this is the new thing we all have to follow because guess what? Next year there's going to be another new thing, right? The only thing that is going to last is Jesus. And if we aren't really focusing on the spiritual things, what does it matter if our homes are perfectly clutter-free? What does it matter if they look like a you know Pinterest perfect photo? What does it matter? Because you can have all those things and what goes on inside that home still may not be in order. And so I want to tell you today, get in the word. You guys know that I've been passionate about this since... I've started at Simple Living for Him, but it's only grown over the years more and more. And, you know, I've talked about this before, but for anybody who is new, I'm going to remind you, get in the word first thing in the day. That is like the number one thing. If you want to get your spiritual house in order, you have to spend time with the Lord. It's not about being a Christian and saying I'm a Christian and I go to church and I say all the Christian things. If you're not sitting and listening to what he has to say, And once you do that, I'm telling you, your life will explode because you'll want to know him more. Like the more I read the Bible, the more I want to know him more. And I do not want to make this sound like I'm this perfect Bible reading person because I will tell you there are mornings where I wake up and I'm reading the Bible with one eye open and I'm like half asleep and, you know, I'm... I, I will go down that road where I'm just like, oh, I'm not feeling this, you know? So I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and say like, I do this perfectly. But I do know that, and I've said this many times, and that's what I want to remind you guys, that when I read the Bible first thing in the morning, and that is my rule, that I do not read anything else in the morning. I don't check my texts. I don't check my emails. I don't check my Facebook until I have read God's word. Because that sets up my mind to get my spiritual house in order, right? Before I even get out of bed, I need to see the word of God so that I am filling my mind with truth. You know, I've used this example before. I love Doritos, right? I love them. And so I can't bring them in the house because I'll eat them all. So (laughs) I used to bring them in the house. And what would happen was I'd eat one and I'd eat more and I'd eat more. And before I know it, you know, I'm eating the whole bag of Doritos. And while you're doing it, it is yummy. It feels good, right? And uh, maybe not for you, maybe you don't like Doritos. So you in, in, um, in, insert your favorite food there but for me it would be Doritos so you know you do that and then you get to the end and you're like what did I just do I feel gross right so then you feel sick and at least for me then I would be like you know Dorito guilt what have I just done and now I have a stomach ache I feel like I'm gonna throw up (laughs) I get really tired and so it's the same thing like if you're waking up in the morning and you're eating a big bag of Doritos for breakfast first thing, you're going to feel really disgusting, right? You're not going to have the proper nutrients for you to live out your best day physically. And if you were to wake up, though, and you had one of those green smoothies, you know, with all the best nutrition, somebody made it for you, right? It has It's balanced just for you with the best nutrition just for you, right? And it, it's got everything in it. And then you have some really good protein, maybe some eggs. You know, you have some really like the perfect, perfect breakfast. You're going to feel great because you've gotten all the nutrition that was created just for your body to work optimally. It's the same thing with the 
Bible. The Bible is created for us to work at our best so that we can live our best because we then are connected to our creator. He is speaking to us through his word. It is alive and it is active. It is our nourishment. It is our spiritual food. So are you going to choose to wake up in the morning and to check Facebook and to, you know, uh, go emailing people or whatever it is or go on Instagram? Or even if you're not even doing that, are you going to put on the news on the TV? Are you going to just sit with your own thoughts? Sometimes my own thoughts can be just as bad as, you know, going on Facebook. Or are you going to choose to open your eyes and read? It doesn't have to be a big Bible study in the morning. I say this all the time. This doesn't have to be your Bible study time. It doesn't have to be your devotional time. Just read the word of God first. That's all you need to do because I promise you, you're going to get in that habit and you're going to want to read more. You're going to start praying. You're going to start talking to God. That time in the morning is going to become very special. And that is your nourishment. That is your feast that will nourish you. Do you want to feast on the truth or you want to feast on junk like Doritos, right? So if you're, if you're choosing to like fill your mind in the morning, like I said, you could wake up and immediately your own thoughts can start racing before you've read God's word. If you want to wake up and go to the internet or wake up and talk to others or wake up and listen to the TV, whatever it is, and you don't get that good nourishment, you're setting yourself up for the rest of the day to crash, really, because that's what's going to happen. You eat a bag of Doritos for breakfast, you're going to crash. So, and you're not feeding. That's Doritos are not the nourishment our bodies were meant to have, right? That's not really what God created for our bodies to live optimally. The same thing with God's word. That is what he created for us to live on. And then we go and we live on everything else first. So if you want to get your spiritual house in order, you must, must, must be feasting on the word of God, feasting on the truth. I, I don't know how I could face social media these days without having the word of God and the truth, because there is so much out there that's just contradictory, that's just conflicting, that's just hard to read sometimes. And I am so glad that I'm grounded in the truth. I can't imagine reading all those things and headlines and different things and not being grounded in the truth. So I ask you today, get your spiritual house in order. Look at the world around us and say, enough. We can change the culture if we start with ourselves, changing how we live, changing what we feast on. Start reading your Bible. Make it a priority. Start praying and asking God to give you direction every day. Help you to live out in this world the best way you can because it is not an easy world to live in. And ask him, Lord, what do you have for me this day? What do you have for me? If you want to get your spiritual house in order besides reading God's word, you know what the next thing you need to do is? Surrender surrender everything to him. And it's so countercultural to say like we surrender our whole life to something greater than us because the whole culture says we are the greatest thing and we need to do what we feel and we should act on how we want and what we believe and what we care about. And our happiness is really the only thing that we're supposed to go after in life. And the Bible completely turns that up upside down and says, you are to surrender your life and you are to let God take control of your life. But there is no greater way to live. There is really no other way to live. And so if we could really get these things in order, then it makes the physical naturally get in order. 
When your spiritual house is in order, your physical house will be in order. Number one, you may not end up, you know, spending hours and hours over paint colors and and decorating because you might realize, well, you know what? This isn't really a life-changing thing, right? Maybe I'm putting too much energy and maybe I'm putting too much thought into this. I'm just going to choose the light gray instead of the dark gray (laughs) or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So when your spiritual house is in order, it takes care naturally of the other things because maybe you won't bring in so much clutter because you're you don't feel the need to go like shopping and buying useless things because you kind of look at them and say eh you know this isn't really what I should be spending my time and money on um, or maybe it helps you to discern like what are the good choices for you you know what are you going to use the resources God has given you the physical resources that God has given you how are you going to use those in your life to further the kingdom, right? Seeing your home, not as a showpiece, but as a place where people can come to feel the love of God. You know, when we're focusing on the inside rather than the outside, the outside will fall into place and the outside isn't eternal. So it doesn't need to have as much time spent on it. That's what I'm saying. If we could spend as much time on the spiritual rather on the than on the physical, what a different world we would live in. What a beautiful world we would live in. So I'm encouraging you today to think about that, to, to kind of take an inventory and say to yourself, what are the things that I'm spending too much time on? Yes, I'm trying to get my house decluttered. Yes, I'm trying to get my house in order. Yes, I'm trying to get my family in order. I'm trying to do all these things. I'm trying to meal plan and, and do chores and get all these things done. But wait a minute, am I leaving out the most important thing, which is to get the, the um, spiritual in order. Am I spending time with God? Am I having my family spend time with God? We're going to be talking about that in some upcoming episodes about using the Bible in your home and, and your family and um, teaching your children the Bible and, and making it, you know, the most fo- foundational thing in your home. Um, so we're going to talk about that in some future episodes. But, you know, your spiritual house, are you teaching your children the Bible? Are you being a role model and showing them that the Bible is the most important thing you can do every single day is spending time with God? Because that is our only um, truth out there in a world full of lies. And that is our communication with God, the God who created us. So that is what we need to make a priority. So spiritual houses in order, take an inventory, say to yourself, am I spending too much time on these other things? Again, I'll say it one more time. I'm not saying you shouldn't be organized. (laughs) I'm not saying you shouldn't, you can't have a nice house. I'm not saying you can't have nice things. I'm asking you though, where are you spending more time and energy And where is your motivation coming from? And what are you using the resources God has given you? And are you making sure that you're growing spiritually above all else? Because again, all the rest will fall into place. You know, Matthew 6, 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you. When we are truly motivated to seek after him above everything else, 
everything then falls into its proper place in our lives. We look at everything a little bit differently. We look at our homes differently. We look at where we spend our time differently. We look at how we do things differently because we're only doing it from the motivation of spending or seeking after the things of God. So that is my encouragement to you today. I would love to hear what you think about this topic. I know I had kind of put it out there this week that it was coming and the podcast got delayed, but that's all God's purposes because, you know, I'm just trusting his timing in this. I know some people were excited about this episode, so I want to hear from you and I want to hear what you think. And if you, um, feel that you need to get your spiritual house in order, I will encourage you to just start with reading that Bible first thing in the morning and let God's word do its job. It will transform you. God's word is transforming from the inside out. See, HGTV and all that, that's all about transforming on the outside. You know, renovating a house. God wants to renovate your heart. And he wants to transform you from the inside out. And that is more beautiful than any physical transformation. So if you feel like you're out there and you're overwhelmed and you're spending, you know, you feel like you're just like so busy all the time and you're overwhelmed, ask yourself, what are the things I'm spending my time on? Am I so focused on doing all these things just right that I am losing out on the time with God when really we can't do anything good apart from him? So if you feel like you're chasing your tail all the time, maybe if you could stop and step back and say, let me just put everything else aside and trust that if I give my first and most prioritized time, whatever it is, say it's like the first thing in the morning for me is especially, that's my, that's my time because you know, nobody else is awake yet and I give that time to the Lord. He blesses me a hundredfold because I have desired him above everything else, above myself, above the things maybe I feel like, oh, I feel like doing right now. It becomes something that you want to do. I used to say in the morning, I have to read the Bible because I made this rule for myself to now I have to read the Bible. Like I can't start my day without him. So I am not by any means perfect. I have my flaws and my sins. But I know that this is how I, this is, you know, how I desire to live. This is how I want to live. So I'm right there with you. I struggle many times. I am not here to claim that like I do this perfectly. I am here to say that I believe that this is how I want to live. I believe that we need to put the Bible first and God first. You know, if we're going to say we're Christians, that's, that's what we need to do. Um, but of course there's times that I struggle and there's times that I have, um, weaknesses. Definitely. Like I said, there's some mornings where I got one eye open on my Bible and I'm like, I can barely stay awake because I'm half asleep. So I get it. But keep going. Don't give up. Our flesh is always going to fail, but God is always going to prevail. So thank you for listening to this episode. I encourage you to rate and review it on iTunes if it has blessed you because that helps me to get that uh, message out there. Again, you can comment on the blog um, episode webpage for this. You can comment on the Facebook page or Instagram, wherever you're seeing this and we can continue the conversation. Also, if you are a homeschooler, I'm going to put the link for Teach Them Diligently Convention starting next month. I'm going to put that link in the episode webpage because I will be speaking starting next month in Rogers, Arkansas. I cannot wait for that 
event. That's like one of my favorites of the year. I love the people of Arkansas. They're the kindest people I've ever met. So if you are in that area, I'm encouraging you to head out to Rogers, Arkansas. In April, I will be in Waco, Texas, which I'm really excited about. I have never been to Texas. Um, So we'll be in Waco, Texas. And then in May, I'll be in Denver, Colorado. I've never been there either, only on a stopover. I think I was on a... um, What's it called? Uh, on our honeymoon, we stopped over on our flight in Denver. We were going to Santa Fe, New Mexico. So I haven't been there either. So I'm excited about this year's events. I'm just doing those three, Teach Them diligently. But I would love to see you guys. I have some new content this year. We'll be talking about homeschool, no filter. We'll be talking about the calling of homeschool. As always, I'll be talking about simplifying homeschool. And I'll be talking about Bible-based homeschooling. So I'm going to put the links for the, uh, those events in my episode webpage. And until the next time, I wish you guys blessings and joy.